Hey there, you natural born learners. This is Mal here, your host for the Natural Born Learner podcast. Here we are today gearing up for episode number one. I like to call this one having a seat at the IEP table. Before we get started on some of our questions I want you to think about tonight, um, I want to make sure you guys have a notebook, a piece of paper, pen, pencil, whatever you need to to jot down your thoughts and reflect and maybe ask some questions yourself. Have a beverage, glass of wine, cup of coffee. I like either, either time of the day, morning, night, evening, afternoon, fine with me. So get yourself comfortable and let's get ready to gear up for some of the questions I want to talk about tonight. Question number one, I'm asking you parents. If you have attended an IEP meeting, do you truly feel that you have a seat at the table? I want to ask that one more time and I want you to think about it for a second. At an IEP meeting, do you feel that you truly have a seat at the table? And when I mean seat at the table, I'm saying, do you feel like you're an active participant in making the decisions about a particular topic? Topics of discussion with an IEP meeting could include adding services, removing services, accommodations, modifications, and so on and so on. Do you feel that you are an active member in some of those decisions? The next question I want to ask is for the IEP team members. And team members, that's you parents, that's the special education teacher, gen ed teacher, admin, speech therapist, OT, PT, whoever it may be, what are some strategies that you either use before, during, or after an IEP meeting to make sure that parents feel like they are a part of those decisions, that they do have the seat at the table? So I want parents to think about how they feel, and I want the IEP IEP team members to think, how am I, how are my actions impacting the feelings of parents? I've only been teaching for about five years, um, but in those five years, I feel like I've experienced a lot of touchy underlying feelings that parents might endure during an IEP meeting. And I'm going to be honest, it can be a little awkward. Um, It can make me feel uncomfortable myself. And me personally, ask all the people that I work with, you can tell when I feel uncomfortable. I cannot hide my emotions. I turn bright red and I get blotchy. There is just no hiding how I feel during an IEP meeting. And I've come to the point where I have to do certain things prior to make sure that my emotions and my feelings are all in check before I walk in because parents are looking at me to to be calm and to be knowledgeable and, and relay you know, pertinent information. So I know that if I'm having these feelings, that parents are having these feelings as well. And you can tell some parents, um, you know, are hiding their emotions better than some others, but you, you always have that gut feeling as a teacher when a parent might feel uncomfortable. And during IEP meetings, you know, 
you have the question that you ask parents, you know, what do you think about how your student's doing in school? Or, you know, what are your questions or concerns? And you try to engage parents. And I would say nine times out of 10, no matter what, the parents are gonna say what they think you want to hear. They want to please everybody at the table. So they're not gonna wanna speak up. And I'm not saying every parent, I'm just saying the majority that I have experienced are wanting to please the you know educational professionals. We come into these meetings and we are spinning out all this educational jargon. We are going through test scores and progress monitoring, and it's a lot of information to take in for someone who might not truly understand and and know some of the terms being used. So at that moment, you know they're. Sure, I'm all good. Let's keep it moving. But you can tell that people might feel uncomfortable. You know, parents are feeling uncomfortable. And one thing that we need to remember is when a parent just brushes through the meeting, it's not helping the student, it's not helping the parent or the IE team IEP team members. Okay? Parents are experts on their, on their children. They are the experts. So for them not to speak up, it can hurt, you know, the child in the educational setting. Parents are going to leave the meeting feeling like they weren't heard and levels of anxiety, stress are still there. And then the IEP team members are just in the unknown still. So it's really important for parents to speak up. And I know that is easier said than done. And in order to be more comfortable speaking up and taking the initiative in the meetings, it just takes time and it takes practice. And, you know, you need to have different strategies and things you can do prior to the meeting. And, and that can vary between people to people. Some, you know, me, I need to go in the bathroom. I need to take a couple of deep breaths. I need to splash water on my face and I'm good to go. Some people, they might need to journal before the meeting. Some people might need to journal after the meeting. It's just something that you need to figure out that will help you throughout these stressful meetings. And let's be, let's be honest, they can be stressful for everybody involved. And that's what I want, you know, parents to think about. Do you feel like you truly are a part of these meetings? You have a voice. As a parent, you have rights. And in order to have your rights heard and, you know, truly get what you think your child needs in the classroom, you need to speak up. Because sometimes IEP meetings, listen, I, I've read these questions, I've reflected, I have my notebook, I have my notes, and sometimes that's the best way to learn is to reflect, and I've reflected on whether or not I have actively engaged parents in having a true seat at the table. I do, you know, the basics. 
I make the communications throughout the year. I build the relationships. I make sure I'm the one going to greet the parents when they're coming to the IEP meetings, but that's going through the motions. I can, and I'm admitting myself, I can go deeper and I can really incorporate some of the parents, not some, all of the parents' thoughts into the IEP meeting. So moving forward into you know the new school year, that's my intentions is to make sure that I'm doing what I can to have the parents feel comfortable during these meetings. And granted, we're relearning how to do everything, giving the virtual setup. So some of the things I might have done in the past, I might have to tweak a little bit. So, you know, it's a learning curve for everybody, learning curve for me, parents, admin, everybody involved. So I reflected, I want parents to reflect and um, in the comments on Facebook and on Instagram, I would love to hear if you truly feel like you've had a seat at the table during IEP meetings. And what are some things that the people you've worked with done to make you feel like you have or have not had a seat at the table? And during IEP meetings, <clears throat> excuse me, it is, it's hard to, for me to remember because currently I'm not a mom. So I feel like when I have my own child that my perspective will change a little bit. But I need to remember that we are talking about someone's kid, someone's child, someone that they've carried in the room for nine months and raised until the point that we are at today. They've cared night, morning, night, day. This is their living, breathing child. And like I said before, parents are the expert on their child and they hold some of the most valuable information that we cannot see at school. You know, we always say, you know, the child has their school personality and their home personality, but school and home, we can't look at that as separate. We need to look at the whole child because some things that they're doing at home can we can use in school to help the child or, or vice versa. So as an IEP team member, we need to make sure the parents feel comfortable in speaking up because we need to work together as a team. That's why it's called an IEP team and really collaborate. And I've done that in the past where I've, you know, bounced ideas off of parents and they bounced ideas off of me. And some of the things they were doing at home, I would have never thought of. And I've incorporated it in my classroom and it's worked beautifully. And, and other way around as well. I had one parent in particular who the child was having behaviors at home that they wanted to um, correct and, and, and modify. So they asked me, what are some things that you guys are doing at school? Because he's not having these behaviors at school. So same thing. I gave some suggestions. I even made up some charts and things and give it a few weeks, a month or two. And those behaviors started to, to diminish and not be as frequent. So that's why the open communication is key. And, and truly listening and being team members is important. Going back to what I was talking about, um, about how parents can have underlying anxieties, 
their feelings are valid during these types of meetings. And we need to, as educators, recognize these feelings, understand, and like I said a minute ago, truly listen to the parents and make sure that they feel heard because their feelings are valid. Reflection is key. And in, in my case, just truly communicating prior to the meeting why the meetings were being held would have helped tremendously. Um, you know, we send home those IEP meeting uh, notifications, invites, and it just says on there, you know, we invite you to a special review of so-and-so's IEP. Imagine being a parent and getting that in the mail. You have no idea what you're about to walk into. So imagine having that unknown. So on my part, making that contact beforehand, even using that as one of my form of contacts for the meeting invites, hey, you know, so-and-so has their annual review coming up. In the meeting, we're going to talk about present levels, and these are the things that are going to change, and these are the things that we're proposing that are going to stay the same. And granted, it is a team discussion, so nothing is set in stone, but at least giving that little bit of a heads up, then the parent knows what they're walking into and won't feel those anxieties and will feel like they have a seat at the table. And I've done that, I want to say a couple times. It hasn't been consistent, and again, that's something that I would like to change in the future, but I've had... Um, an instance where I've done that, this is what we're looking to change or this is what we're looking to stay the same. And parents wanna have that discussion on the phone, which is fine, but a way that you can not deflect, but just defer until the actual meeting is say, I want all of the members to be at the table when we have the have this discussion. I hear you. I just want to make sure that all the people are there in case you have questions that I can't answer or they might have a better uh, input than I might have. So we can talk about it then. And nine times out of 10, parents will be fine with that. Um, it's just kind of making sure that that discussion happens with everybody especially with the IEP being open and if you need to change something that you weren't planning on or, or whatever it may be, you can do that in the amendment of the IEP. So that is one thing to do to help make parents feel comfortable and have those anxieties slip away and like feel like they have a voice. So that's what I've thought about this past week is how are parents feeling in this situation? And like I said, I don't have kids of my own, so it's hard to put myself in their shoes. I'm just speaking upon what I've seen thus far in my five years of teaching. And it could be different from what you have seen. It could be different from someone on the West Coast has seen. It's just, this is me speaking on my experience. But I would love to hear what you think of these questions um, as parents and as IEP team members. And I'll ask those questions again, just as a reminder of what we were thinking about in this past 15 minutes. And this is for you parents. If you have attended an IEP meeting, do you feel that you truly have had a seat at the table? And again, having a seat at the table means 
being an active participant in making the decisions. For my IEP team members, what are some things that you have done before, during, or after an IEP meeting to make sure those parents are feeling comfortable and feel like they have a seat at the table? Again, I will post this to my Instagram at natural underscore born underscore learner. And I would love for you to, in the comments, tell me uh, some of the things that you've thought about these questions that we were talking about today. Also give it a like and a share. Same thing on Facebook in the comments. I would love to hear some of the things you were thinking throughout this first episode. And again, like and a share. The podcast is now on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. So wherever you are listening to this, just make sure you give it a like, a share, maybe even a comment. And I would truly appreciate that. And Thank you for listening. Thanks for the support so far. As time progresses, I won't talk as fast because I know, hey, it's the New Jersey in me. I talk fast. But thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.